Welcome to Finding Your Voice After 40, a weekly podcast that includes interviews with multicultural women and men over the age of 40 who have gone from ordinary to extraordinary living. I am your host, Kenya McGuire-Johnson, and as an artist, educator, and certified health, wellness, and mindset coach, my goal is to share incredible interviews and stories of people you may know or you may not know who are reclaiming and renewing their lives. Whether you're over 40 or not quite there yet, each week you will be inspired to thrive and not simply survive. Remember, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. To learn more about our amazing self-care and wellness holistic services, head on over to www.findingyourvoiceafter40.com or to get bonus episodes, head over to our Patreon and become a subscriber at patreon.com slash findingyourvoice. This is a special Art Voices Matter interview with filmmaker and director Damon Jamal, who I adore, who um, is actually the director of 95% of my music videos. Um, I've included in the show notes um, a link to my YouTube channel where you can see all the videos um, <laughs> that he has done the music videos from songs titled, let me be here. I can't help it. Um, never giving up just a lot of really cool, really cool videos that we've been able to do together. But beyond doing music videos, Damon at this point in his career now does feature films and um, which is why I had to include him as a part of the Art Voices Matter series. And I think you'll really, again, enjoy hearing his journey, very, very humble beginnings in this process of being a filmmaker, um, to now having a family, um, living independently within his entrepreneurial art life. You know, I think as artists, sometimes we wonder, can we really live off of our our craft and our gift and our art, he absolutely does and, and shares how he is doing it as well as how he, as a black male, is really taking care of his mental health. So I think it's a gem. You will enjoy it. Um, Damon will is, is half comedian <laughs> so as well, so you'll hear a little bit of that in the interview. And um, yeah, just make sure you tap in. Before we get into the episode, um, I just want to remind those of you who live in the Chicagoland area, um, I am doing every fourth Sunday a special astrology self-care counseling slash coaching um, sessions between the hours of 12 and 5 p.m. at Haji Healing Salon. Um, and in order for you to kind of learn how can you register, sign up, grab your spot again, if you go to our show notes and where it says finding your voice services to find finding your voice services, just click on that and you're going to see, um, the button for booking the Haji healing salon. And so I'm really excited about this. Um, you're going to hear and see more and more astrology from me. Um, this is 
a huge passion of mine and I really recognize how important the work is, how important it is for me to be a part of um, the healing community offering this service. Um, it is amazing what you are able to learn by learning your birth chart from everything from your relationships to your career to uh, your communication, to your mindset, to your hidden self, subconscious shadow work, to travel, higher education, marriage, even children. I mean, it is amazing. There's really no aspect of life that is not um, able to be found and explored in your birth chart. So you're going to hear me talk more and more about this because I do think it's very powerful and you know, my whole goal is to assist, support, and um, guide transformation and to use the modalities that can be powerful while also fun and interesting. And I just think, you know, astrology has the ability to do that. So if you're in the Chicago area, I'll be at Haji Healing Salon, which is in Bronzeville. Um, if you're listening to this before April 23rd, I'll be there Sunday, April 23rd. If you miss me, then um, I'll be back there um, every fourth Sunday of the month. And if you don't live in the Chicagoland area, again, I do do virtual. That's really what I do. Most of my sessions is virtually. And so we've got more and more people tapping in and it just makes my heart so warm heart's so warm because it's such, such valuable information. And I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I do this work with women. I do this work with students. Um, and I really have never had someone leave, um, the full birth chart astrology self-care session without really having tremendous aha moments. So, um, yeah, tap in, tap in. All right, let's do our hashtag Thursday Thrive self-care call to action. I'll provide an affirmation and some prompts for you to work on this aspect of self-care. All right. I focus on what I want in life and easily achieve it. I focus on what I want in life and easily achieve it. So three prompts to help you connect with this. Take a moment right now to focus on something you really, really want. See yourself easily manifesting this big thing. Smile and celebrate this amazing achievement. And then finally, write down steps you need to take in order to achieve your goal. So replay this, rewind it so you can make sure you hear all of those prompts. If you really enjoy hearing these call to actions, you know, make sure you join either our She Collective or our VIP Thrive Tribe on patreon.com slash finding your voice um, for a free 30 day trial. And you'll get every week um, these different call to actions for your self care. All right, let's dig in. Episode 33, Loving Your Career While Directing Your Life, an interview with Damon Jamal during our Art Voices Matter series. And we're here. Oh my gosh. This guy, this guy right here. <laughs> Those of you who are just listening, he's pointing to himself. 
Welcome, Damon Jamal. Thank How you, Kenya. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you inviting me on the show. And uh, this is this is pretty cool. This is really interesting. This is different. This is different for you. You're you're usually behind the scenes. I know you're usually not in front of the camera, but I always try to do things to force a little bit. <laughs> and this is different oh, for you can... because you're usually in front of the camera. Exactly. So, see, yeah. Yes, this is role yeah. reversals. I like it. Yeah. Interesting. I'm glad. I'm glad. Because I still am in front of the camera. Anyway, for those of you who are listening, we're with Damon Jamal. <laughs> I guess that's who true. Is a, who is... is who are you to me? I mean, you are a filmmaker and you're a director and I'm going to talk more about that. We're going to talk more about that. And you're a part of our Art Voices Matter series. But you're more than that for me at this point. We've known each other for a really long time and you're a really amazing human and soul and friend. And so I just, I'm excited that you're here. Thank you. I appreciate that. Back at you. Yeah. Yeah. So before I start asking my plethora of questions, um, I'm going to read something to you. And so I just want you to sit back, relax. And I just, <laughs> um, um, and I just want you to listen. You're going to read scripture? What's going on? I don't know. No, no, no. Jehovah's Witness? What's happening? I was about to say, it's not that just, yeah. You okay. know, just, I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to take your Watchtower magazine. So. Oh my gosh. You know yeah, right no, now. no, don't worry. No, no, no. This is this is this is no timeshares either. I'm not no timeshares. Oh time my shares. gosh. Okay, so you guys see how this interview is gonna go, right? You see how it's gonna <laughs> okay. So here we go. <laughs> so I'm gonna read this to you. So listen. All right. Damon Jamal is a self-taught filmmaker who was born in Berkeley and raised in Oakland, California. In the urban music video genre, he established himself as a household name in the Bay Area and the go-to director for premium projects with modest budgets. He has since worked with hundreds of music artists, including P. Diddy, Rick Ross, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, E-40, Tyga, and Filthy Rich. In past years, Damon was named Best Music Video Director at the West Coast Hip Hop Awards, as well as by Stash Magazine. His work has consistently been featured on music video channels such as MTV and online at worldstarhiphop.com. He later moved his base of operations from Oakland to Los Angeles with the idea of getting bigger budgets for his production company, In Your Face Filmworks, which specializes in film, music videos, and web media. As a successful independent director, he writes, produces, and directs an array of genres from thrillers, dramas, and hip-hop to comedies, musicals, and commercials. So, Damon, yes. how did that feel hearing that read to you? Um, you know, just taking me back, taking me back to different, um, different chapters in my life and different, you know, um, you know, activities uh in in this in this in this genre of film and you know I, you know i started uh it just it just took me back to the whole journey you know it was it was interesting some stuff i hadn't thought about in a, in a minute yeah because you're you're currently definitely more you're not real well you may still be doing some music videos but you're definitely in the film space the independent film yeah i'm space. not really and, doing music videos anymore yeah but, and know, so but music videos I, are fun and cool so i you know no shade. Right. And that's how we met. Absolutely. So, so for those of you who are like, okay, well, what is, you know, 
if you've seen any of my music videos and I really, I believe you've done 99%. I think I've only maybe done one or two. No, one and a half. Right. Um, Cause one was just more promo um, that you didn't do. And that was because they were not my projects, but any of my projects, any of the songs that I have released, this is, this is the dude, this is the guy behind the camera. So if you, I know that let me was probably the most viewed music video. Um, on when I look at the stats on YouTube, um, that I don't even know what the number is, but, um, let me just that, that, that song did very, very well, um, in a lot of spaces. And then, um, the, I can't help it with Malik Yoba also did very well. Cause that was kind of our breakout breakout breakout, but we did some smaller videos before that. And so, we've, we've shot projects all over the world from LA to Louisiana to Paris. It's a, it's yes. been a, you know, the, ge the geography of the journey has been beautiful as well. It has. And you, you are, there, there's a reason why I always call you. Um, and we're going to dig more into how you, who you are a little bit beyond this whole being the director, being the film, you know, we want to know, <laughs> we want your fans and your supporters and your people to get to know you at this stage of your career, stage of your life. Um, you're a father, you have a partner. I mean, so there's, there's a lot to this. So, but before we get into this forties plus and, <laughs> and how you're kind of finding your voice, then tell me a little bit about who was Damon Jamal in his twenties. Who was that dude? Uh, my twenties, um, my twenties, I was really into, te well, I'm still into tech, but, um, on a professional level, I was really, uh, into technology. Um, you know, I was working, uh, doing like network admin, sys admin type of stuff. Um, and, um, you know, I, I was, uh, that was kind of my career path. And then, um, as I started, uh, I've always kind of been into music. So, mm -hmm. um, the, you know, just being into music, I started, uh, started working with different, um, I started working with like local artists, like rappers and DJs. And mm -hmm. then that kind of turned into me wanting to start a company, um, a company called Hidden City Records, which was a, uh, you know, basically a label, but I mean, it was just like whatever money I had extra like to do something you know what i mean it's not like it was some big glass building <laughs> it's like i just converted a a bedroom into a um into a you know to a music studio essentially um yeah you know and, and recorded some stuff with them and then as as that that was really fun and that was great um mm. and basically that turned into needing to promote the projects that we were recording so we mm -hmm. needed visuals, you know, this is back in the MySpace days, if you want to take it back. Oh my God. You know, and my that's like, eight. put me in your top eight, <laughs> you know, why am I not in your top eight? What's going on? I thought we were friends. Oh my like, God. MySpace is like what? 25 years, 20. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, long time. yeah, mm -hmm. it's a long time. So, um, you know, Justin Timberlake actually bought them a few years ago, tried to bring them back. Really? I remember the brief trying to bring it back, but yeah, yeah, that didn't nah, work. But back. Anyway. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, so I had to I had to, you know, I had to promote um, the artists that I was working with. And so we need a visual. So, um, you know, being, you know, technology centered and, and that's kind of, you know, I'm a nerd. So uh, you know, it's like, OK, I just need I just need a camera and I hook it up to the computer and 
move some stuff around and I could do it myself, you know, because I tried to get other people to do it. But companies were really overpriced and and it mm -hmm. kind of made sense. It's like, OK, well, if I'm going to be doing this for a while, I'm going to need more than one project. I'm not going to, you know, blow all my money with one for one little thing. I'm going to need to keep doing this over and over. So I might as well buy the camera. I already have computers and stuff, film the mm -hmm. stuff. And just you know, throw it into an editing program, and you know, Pro Tools is kind of like a is is a musical version of you know, like Final Cut Pro right. or Adobe Premiere. It's just you organize your music, you know, you know, it's like a like a puzzle, you know. So right. it's the same right. thing with with the uh, uh, editing programs for for you know for the visual media mm. medium. So um, yeah, I just just started doing that and. Um, you know, making these little promo pieces and that turned into doing some documentaries. Um, mm -hmm. And then that turned into doing some music videos and then that turned into doing short films and then that turned into doing feature <laughs> films. Oh my God. Now I have a few ah. feature films under my belt and uh, yeah. about to shoot some more. So it's fun. I love features is, is really what I love doing. It's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's, yeah it's just you know but it, it's a long process and that's that's where like stuff like music videos is cool because it's like you can just do a really quick and right get, like a quick reward it's like you shoot right. it and then two weeks four weeks later it's it's done it's out people are watching it as opposed right. to a movie it's like it takes years you write it yeah and, you know yeah. you gotta raise money for it and then you know you shoot it that takes you know a few months and then you edit it that takes another month to a year and yeah. then distribution that you know that takes six months to a year so it's like it's years from the time that you first came up with the concept to when mm -hmm. it actually comes out so that kind of sucks but the reward <laughs> i believe is better because i mean movies are movies like that's exactly that, that, those are forever you know exactly hopefully exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, they, well, for and, better or for know, worse, they're forever. They, and, 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 you know, art period is forever. I think that's what's so cool about, I think people kind of, I don't know if people really realize that art is that thing or even anything that you publish is forever, yeah. you know, sure. it's forever. And so when you're gone, you know, generations to pass, you know, th there's the ability for your legacy, for your family, but also just for, you know, strangers to always behold your art. So that's what I think I'm always just really fascinated what I'm doing right now, even when I'm long, whatever, not in this space, others will be able to tap in. So the so. aliens will find these recordings and yes, they will judge us <laughs> for that. Hopefully they will judge us in a good way. Mm -hmm. So, so tell me then, I want to hear a little more. I mean, you you did that. That was a nice, beautiful, clean. I started here, and now I'm a big star making feature films. I didn't but... think I said I was a big star, actually. But, <laughs> we, okay. We, well, yes, those are my words. I decided right. to give you that. But I want to know, how are you or how have you taken care, especially as an artist, of your mental health? I, I was just talking to a, one of my producers literally yesterday about the mental health of artists. Mm-hmm. And of creatives, and especially with what's going on right now, um, we're going to get into the now. But I want to still kind of go a little bit before the forties. You know, mm -hmm. were you even what? What would you say your emotional health was then? Like, how were you able to keep the stamina, keep the fortitude? What time period are we talking about? 
like when you were just starting in your like 20s and 30s, before you got to kind of where you're in this, you know, where you're kind of now situated. Um, but when you, that early period, was it even, were you even thinking about, like, how were you mentally coping with, you know, I'm going to teach myself this, I'm going to push. Oh, no, or I, is that I was so in the moment. I wasn't, I, for, for me, I wasn't thinking about any of that type of stuff. I was just like, mm-hmm. go, go, go. Like, you know, can't stop, won't stop, you know, P. Diddy, you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> I just, no, nah, I mean, I just, uh, it was just, it was just really fun. And I just saw, I saw, you know, it was, it was just an interesting time when I came up because it was like when digital video started, first started really getting interesting. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just, um, well, I mean, and really before that, if you go back to like the whole music part, um, even mm-hmm. before the digital video stuff, it was just, you know, it was it was just really a lot of fun. Like I said, I was just working a normal job. So I had, you know, a normal nine to five job. And mm-hmm. that was, and but that was fun for me. Like it was like when I was a kid, I literally, you know, kind of like dreamed of having like a job in tech. You know what I mean? Like that was mm-hmm. the coolest thing to me. Like, you know, as a kid, I would just like, you know, play around with stuff on my computer as far as like, you know, the operating system. And, you know, back then it didn't mm-hmm. like I was using like PCs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you could, you know, mm-hmm. kind of manipulate, you know, it wasn't, you know, nowadays it's like Windows or even Mac OS. It's all just kind of like a graphical interface. You can't really do anything. You're just double clicking mm-hmm. here, copying, pasting here. But back in the day, if you're using like, you know, DOS on on pc it's like you're really in the operating system you can maneuver around or you know if you're using linux or whatever like you can you know really maneuver through the through the you know through the computer through through the whole through the back door and and see all the um you know see really the way things work and change stuff around so that's what i was really into um Mm. and so i mean yeah. Just, so was I, there a point? Like, I was would there just a... do that for fun. So then being able to do that as a job was like perfect. I was like, oh, this is I'm getting paid to do like the same stuff that I would do as a kid tinkering around, you know, on PC. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was. Yeah. But so once I started doing like the, the music stuff, combining like, like my love of technology and my love of music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then my love of just wanting to be an entrepreneur and do stuff on my own and not, you know, work for another company my whole life. I mean, that it was just mm-hmm. all coalescing into like, this is, I'm just doing exactly what I want to do and I'm just going forward. And obviously right. there's, you know, a, a billion obstacles or whatever. So it's right. not like, you know, everything. And I guess smooth. I want, I want to hear about how you, cause you are, I will say this about you mm. and he's being all, you know, formal with you guys and everything. But when, yeah, no, I mean, so, so, I mean, he, like the first five minutes of the jokester that that's, you know, that's, that's definitely Damon. But <laughs> I was kind of, what I was going to say is when we did our first video, which was my very first time doing, shooting a music video, yeah. first time ever meeting you. Um, I, it was just so much newness. So obviously I was really anxious and you were just, and I always tell you this, how calm, like mm. just super calm, like, you know, like almost annoyingly calm. Like, mm. aren't you worried about this? Aren't you concerned? Yeah, you know, yeah. Everything's falling apart. Oh, was and it? Dang. You... <laughs> I thought it went well. <laughs> no, it did ultimately. Yeah. Um, but 
but because we had, you know, a situation first, it was pouring raining, but then the sun came out right at the time that we said we were going to actually shoot. And it was an outdoor video guys. This was all planned to be outdoor. Um, and then where we thought we were going to be able to shoot, you know, a sun roof or whatever rooftop we couldn't. And, or it, it was just all this drama in the day. Um, but then I would call somebody and they hooked me up and I mean, it was just a wild, like 12 hour day, but your level of calm, like you never went real high. You never went real low, just always. And, and all the video shoots we've ever done. That's always where you sit is in that. So I guess I want to know more about where does that calm come from? Like what, how do you stay grounded? How do you stay kind of in that space? Um, to, to push through those many obstacles you, you know, you kind of alluded to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. That is, that's definitely me. And so, and that's a blessing and a curse. Like you said, sometimes it's kind of annoying, right? I've definitely <laughs> run into situations where um, matter of fact, my last film that I was doing, there was some huge problems and mm. some of the producers were kind of, they were like kind of pissed at me because I wasn't reacting the way that they wanted me to react. <laughs> You know what I mean? But it's like, uh-huh. why would I, you know, start screaming and, and overreacting? Like, we need to just solve the problem. You know what I mean? So that's kind of that's kind of how I look at stuff. I mean, I think that, um, you know, it's I think. Yeah, I definitely try to stay calm. I mean, I, and I don't, it's not even when I say try, I don't it's not something that I have to even think about at this point. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely feel like. um you know, there's no reason to, I mean, there's a time and place for emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes there is a, you know, like I said, sometimes people do want to see those emotions because just because I'm not displaying the emotions doesn't mean I'm not feeling them. Right. Right. Just, right. I might not, you know, I might not be freaking out on the outside inside. There might be a lot of turmoil, <laughs> but I'm not going right. to just, like somebody's got to be, you know, calm and in control and, and the voice of reason. Right. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you can't control how you feel, but you for sure can control how you act or react. So mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I try to do. I mean, you know, it's kind of like uh, if you see Spock on uh, on Star Trek, <laughs> like the Vulcans, like the Vulcans are trained to control their emotions like they feel the emotions. But right. You know what I mean? But yeah, so you right. gotta you gotta keep that poker face. So I think that um, you know, that's something on a professional level that I try to do because in production, whether it's music videos or commercials or feature films, there's always problems. You are yeah. all there's never yeah. gonna be a set that is problem free, whether it's um the crew having, you know, going back and forth about stuff or whether it's you know, the city and permits and that type of stuff, or whether it's mm-hmm. the talent that you're dealing with is, you know, annoying or being divas. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. <laughs> but you know you what I mean? You better not underscore. I'm like, I, I don't think I'd like that with you. No, you're anyway, not. But, but I've, I've definitely <laughs> been, I've been in those situations for sure. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, there's always going to be something and some things. So, you know, it's important to, I think it's important to really just kind of stay focused on the task because I'm always thinking about the project and um, what, what my, my goal is always, what's the best thing for the project? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So that's what Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking about. So if it puts me in harm's way or makes me look bad or makes me feel like it doesn't matter, 
I, I'll, mm. like if the project is a success, then I'm a success. That's how I look mm. at it. So sometimes mm. I might throw myself under the bus or I might have to, you know, tuck my ego in for a second for the benefit of the project. So right. that's kind of how I do it. And so like if it's not about how I feel, it's about how the project is. And, and if the yeah. project wins, then I win. So that's the bottom line. So once we finish the project, if if we did it right and the project is quote unquote winning, you know, if the project is successful, you know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. that is a reflection of me. So that's how I'm right. so that's right. how I kind of approach it. No, it, it, it makes very clear. Um, you know, I'm going to about to tease you because I know mm. you told me your birthday before. And mm. one of the things that I do do, and we haven't talked as much about this recently, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, I do astrology self-care. And so I, when I learn a person's when they're born, it, it gives me a lot of indication of of um, how they move and how they they do things. Okay. So I know I believe you've told me your birthday before, but I don't I don't remember it. Um, you feel like you're very much Earth energy. But when is your birthday? December fifth. Oh, I was kind of. Oh, you are. You're December fifth. I am. So what is okay, that? So mean? we gotta look no at what idea. your moon. We- get your moon and your other stuff no that's your sagittarius and sagittarius okay. is actually fire but i can see the fire because fire i mean sagittarius is energy of it's positive it's buoyant um it's it's curious it it can be here it can be there it's a little nomadish at times okay. it can be unless it's very grounded it can be even impulsive but if it has other things that are grounding it a bit more you know, it'll slow it down. So, but it's got that fire Sagittarius is let's go, <laughs> let's do it. And you okay. are very that you are hey. very that if, if I you know, Nomad you... is my, is my Xbox video game. name. <laughs> See, cause it's I... Damon backwards. <laughs> oh, it is. Mm-hmm. You're right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, all right. So, so let me ask you, yeah, let's, think... let's pivot into our forties. Okay. And I want to, I want us to take off a little bit of our, our artist hat and our director hat. And I want to go a little bit more into Damon and his his family life, his personal life. Let's do it. You are a daddy. Mm-hmm. You have a, a five-year-old. And what would you say, you know, what has parenthood or what, I mean, because as an artist and you, you know, I, I knew you before you had your family. So right. I, you know, I've seen... I've kind of watched on the outside, you know, the growth and the the shift and still being Damon. But what do you yeah. think this shifting now after 40 and parenting, what are the biggest lessons you're learning right now? Just personally. Um, there's so many. Wow. I mean, that's a big question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a big yeah. question. Um it's a that's a huge question, Kenya. I don't even. Really, I know. Well, let's. I need well, let's, something let's, more let's, specific. Like that's okay. So let's many... let's pick it. Oh well, let's pick just like what okay. is something you you can. I mean, I I don't want to give. I don't like giving too much details because I especially when I'm talking to creatives because I want you to take you know what is resonating for you with that okay. question. Just like what, yeah. what I'm feeling right now. Okay. I mean, yeah. There's so many lessons. I mean, um, some of the stuff. You know, I mean, we kind of mentioned like self-care or whatever earlier. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like when I was younger, it was just go, 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 go. Right. So now as mm-hmm. I'm getting older, it's more like, OK, I can sit back. I'm not as like I don't work as much as I did when I was younger. You know, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I was I had nothing. I was broke. I had I just, like 
<laughs> like I'm just going. I I got to pay bills. I got to shoot. Right. I got to write something. I got to figure it out every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there was no time for introspection. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so now mm-hmm. there is. I mean, I still work every day, but I used to work mm-hmm. like for. I mean, for probably at least ten, maybe twelve, thirteen years. I would work. You know. 12 hours a day every day mm, literally every day. every day seven days seven days a yeah week. seven days a week like every mm. single day i would you know i might i would get up at like you know 10 i would get up at like no i mean i would get up at like nine and then mm-hmm. by like 11 a.m i would start working i like mm. not like 10 11 a.m and i would work from like 9 or 10 a.m to like 9 or 10 p.m every single day yeah like without yeah. fail you know what i mean for you know for over a decade so you know yeah, so there was no time for introspection or self-care. Now, mm. I work every day, but now I usually, I might work like, you know, three hours, a, three or four hours a day. Mm. You know what I mean? Nice. Still every day, right. but, right. you know, I can, I have a little bit more latitude. You know, I don't, right. you know, things are a little easier. So, um, yeah, so now I have time, you know, a little bit for, more for self-reflection, introspection. Obviously, with a family, you need to take time for them. You know what I mean? When you're right. younger it doesn't matter. You don't, you know, there's like, if you have a relationship and it's suffering, it's like, whatever, like, <laughs> oh, well, like, uh, I'll just have to, you know, I'll have to just find a new one. <laughs> so, you know, I hope, I hope ladies, I hope y'all are listening to this. I mean, I, and I don't mean that like that, but I do think, I do think that depending on what stage you're at and I, and I, and not to be, I'm not being sexist or whatever, but male mm. energy is different than female energy. Sure. And I think that male energy is incredibly linear. Yeah. And so like you just said, where, where I think as, as women, what kind of gives us, um, who who we are is a lot of our circular thinking and, and consideration of okay well how's this impacting this house is so yeah, yeah that no, letting that. like no yeah. <laughs> there was none of that i'm not i was not thinking about how this is going to affect this other person it was all yeah. about what i need to do in order to be successful and elevate my career and not like mm. what i have to do like I, i'm going to just step over anybody but it right. was just like right. i just got to work you know you have to be there's no, there's no like, you know, there's no lottery ticket, you know what I mean, in life, mm. really. I mean, of course, there's exceptions to the rule. Of course, there literally is lottery tickets, but <laughs> you can't plan your life that way. You can't plan your life on, I'm going to win the lottery. Or in the entertainment world, the other version of that, the version of that would be like, oh, I'm going to do this one project and I'm going to be big. I'm right. going to do this one song right. and I'm going to be huge. I'm going to do this one music video and it's going to explode. Like, no, you know, it's just a grind. You got to do it. And then eventually after you do tens and dozens and hundreds and possibly thousands of projects, then something, you know, there's a tipping point where, where it starts to work. And so you have to understand, you have to understand that, you know what I mean? So, you know, in that, you know, there is no, there's no balance and that's Mm -hmm. fine. I guess you just have to realize that like, it's, you know, the personal relationships are going to struggle if you want your career to be successful there you're not going to have a 50 50 mm-hmm. that's just that's ridiculous right you could try right. but you're, you're right. gonna fail so you know it's yeah. knowing that or at least believing that maybe that's arguable but believing that you know 99 percent, 112 percent, whatever it is like towards you know success and, and the career that i love you know what i mean that i enjoy mm-hmm. that i wake up excited about every day like it's mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. you know it's and it's not about money it's just about 
you know, it's really about being at a getting to a position in life where money is not even something that needs to be thought about. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, I just I want to go to, you know, I want to go to Italy for three weeks. I want to go to South mm-hmm. Africa and, you know, learn how to surf. I want to go to, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, it's just where you just. So you're, make- are you, are you, are you at that point in your career where you can I'm do not. that? I'm not there yet. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about the point of really literally being financially independent. Yeah. So no, I'm not there yet, but I will be there. And I'm a, I'm a lot closer, but, um, but yeah, in order to kind of circle back to your original question, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of like the family and everything, like Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older now and I've, I've, I've gotten better with time management and even like doing, I do therapy, you know what I mean? And I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. And that kind of yes. helps me, you know, it, it's really important to be empathetic. And it, and the things that you mentioned earlier about like men being linear and, and, and women mm-hmm. being a little bit more smarter, emotionally speaking, you know what I mean? Now, I'll, no, I didn't say that. I, I said circular. I mean, you I, said anyway, circular, okay. but yes. I don't, I don't, I don't know what circular means. I mean, I know what circular <laughs> meaning, means. But... Meaning, so linear is straight. Circular means I'm going kind of around. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm thinking about, yeah, that's smarter that's emotionally. So that's my version of circular. And that's fine. There's not, you know, I mean, everybody, we all have strengths and weaknesses. Like, you know, yeah. men and women are different. Like, that's not a secret and that's fine. But, um, but yeah, but as I've, as I've gotten older and more introspective and like, you know, going through therapy and, and really like getting an understanding of, you know, people around me, my daughter, you know, I'm a, I could be a role model for her, an example. Um, I have to be a good partner. You know what I mean for my fiance, and it, it's it's um, you know it's it's just really it's really important to just to to start to get that balance a little bit more. Still recognizing yeah. that it's not going to be there. Yeah. But <laughs> now at least I care about <laughs> that yes. other part of the situation as opposed to like, look, I don't, like, you know, hey, you know, you're yeah. on the you're on the train. You want to get off the train? If you want to get off the train, oh, get off. But the train, we're going. So the train is going. You let me know. What okay, you so know. I really and ah, uh, our time. Yeah, I can't believe. It. Literally, I'm looking at the clock, and 30 oh, minutes okay. have gone by. I know, right? It just yeah. moves so fast. But I really want to. I want to. There's about two or three more things I want to go through, and then we'll wrap up and do mm-hmm. our bonus. So if you guys want to hear more from Damon, you have to join our Patreon so that you can hear the bonus. But you mentioned therapy, and obviously you know, as a black male, um, you know, there's been so much more, I think, since COVID, you were finally kind of sort of beginning to say, hmm, (laughs) should we be doing therapy? And I think hearing from, um, you know, a black man saying, I go to therapy and I didn't cue you to say that. You just said, no, this is what I do. (laughs) No, because that's not always forthcoming, right? It's not everybody's going to necessarily say that. To me, it's a positive thing. It's right. So that's why I wanted to ask you, what made you decide I got to go, I'm going to do this. And um, yeah, what you, when you say it's a good thing, why do you say that? Um, well, I mean, I'm just, I'm the type of person that kind of like, you know, it's kind of like once I make a decision, that's what it is. So I think it's important to, be a little bit more open sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, in relationships, um, you know, like we're saying, you have to be cognizant, you know, uh, of, of other people around you. 
and mm-hmm. we're all on we're on we're on this journey together. So mm-hmm. you know, empathy mm-hmm. is important, and you know that's something that's not a strength for me. So mm-hmm. that's where somebody else coming in, you know, a professional that can kind of help me sort through, you know, these different you know, things that I'm thinking and, and point out things that I may have missed on an emotional level, mm. you know what I mean? Cause that's mm-hmm. just not my strong point. You know, my strong mm. point is go, 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 go. <laughs> that's my strong point. But to stop and sit and, you know, and, and look around and be aware of, you know, emotional cues and whatnot and, and what other people mm. need, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's something that, um, that I need help with. And I can admit that. Mm. So, ah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying I need help. Mm-hmm. Because again, I know that for you that, you know, I, I just, I just really want to underscore those things because there may be someone who's listening who has that same energy as you, who is like, no, it's about the hustle. I need to make the money. I need to make the career. I'm really love my career. Where do I have the space, you know, for the emotion? And so being able to just say out loud, I think, you know, I need the help in this area takes a lot of courage, a lot of maturity, um, a lot of ownership. And that actually is emotional intelligence. That's a lot of high emotional intelligence to be able to say. (laughs) But I think therapy helps you probably even say that. Imagine that. (laughs) We're not going to turn this. We're not going to turn this into. But but I think therapy in itself probably has even helped you even be able to articulate that. So, you know, yeah. And, you know, given the space that I mean, we we know each other as creatives. You know, I have always, though, been very much into mental health. I've studied it. You know, that's what my master's degree is in counseling. So it's very I'm very passionate about that, which is why I've made this pivot in my career to to be able to talk more about um, mental health and you know i'm i'm working on things to provide more services to artists because i think Mm. as artists um you know when it comes to art and and not just mental health in the traditional way because i do think that's why it becomes harder sometimes for non-traditional spaces to access therapy um, whether it be because of your identity, your racial identity, your your gender identity, you know, those are not therapy has has a has a certain kind of traditional space to it. And so my hope is to create these other spaces, even the podcast, mm-hmm. as a way for people to start being reflective and start thinking about themselves um, in spaces maybe that they wouldn't otherwise think that they would find thinking about themselves. So so I love it. All right. So we've totally run out of time. So now I'm going to ask very two quick questions. One, what is, or how can, not what is, I'm going to save that question to next. How can people follow you, talk about your social media? Are you on social media? Do you even care? Or what's the best way for somebody if they really want to find out more about your work and dig into your films and, and what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, you have to be on social media, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on, I'm on everything at Damon Jamal, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I think. Yeah, yeah I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I am. I mean, I have it. I, I, you know, I'm not really into any of those things, really. None of them. Yeah. But, um, but I'm yeah. on them and yeah. I try to use them. <laughs> I try to use them somewhat regularly in order to be a part of the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. No, and I love that you don't feel like, I think, I think that's another thing that artists, we have to start. I I have really enjoyed not being as heavily on social media. 
Um, I think as a performing artist, I mean, it, it, you, they force you to think that you have to, and so you don't, and you can make a living and you can still be successful and do your art form without doing a TikTok video every day, so. That's arguable, but yeah. I mean, I, I'll say for me, it's definitely, social media is a job. That is not something that I'm into. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. I wake up loving, you know, my normal job, but that part I don't like. So, right. you know, right. but I don't know. Yeah, you don't need it. I mean. Uh, well, uh, you need it, but you need, like you just well, said, treat it no, as a tool. This. Um, Ryan Coogler, who directed Black Panther and, mm -hmm. you know, started out with Fruitvale Station. I worked with him a while back and, and I was like, oh, let me tag you on Instagram. He was like, I don't have Instagram. Mm. Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. He never had Instagram. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, the biggest, yeah. basically, arguably black director ever. Right. So, right. You know. I, I mean, yeah. That's a whole other episode. But, uh, but I'm, I'm not there yet. So I got Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, damn it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. All right. Last question. And then we're going to go to our bonus because mm. we, we, we're going to have to move through our time. Last mm -hmm. question. What is, now I did ask you this before in the email. Mm. What, because it might be a hard question for you because you like music. What is your theme song? What is a oh. song that just keeps you like, yeah, that's my, that's my theme song. That's oh, I would say, um, I mean, you know, it always changes. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like right. it depends exactly. on your mood. It like you can't changes. just right. have one. Exactly. So right. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna go with um um I'm gonna go with um well I gotta go first with E40. Tell me when to go. Okay, tell me when to go. <laughs> You're like King's like uh, <laughs> I gotta you know, I don't know E40, but yes, okay. Tell me tell when to me go. When, to go. Well, when the when this ends, you gotta turn it on and you'll get, you know, it'll get you it'll get you excited, it'll get you okay. ready to okay. go. And then um, but look, the other part of that, what's the outcast song? Um oh. there's a lot of outcast songs. All right. I don't know. I'm going okay, with tell me when know. to go. We're, we're going to just go with tell me because this is going to be on a playlist that I'm putting together. I've been putting it together all year and oh. it'll probably be released until the summer when we go into our, a little bit of a break um, from the season. But this has been fantastic. Absolutely. And I always learn something new, even though I've known you for like over a decade. I've, right. I've always learned something new. Well, so. you know, it's a, I'm an onion. You know, you got to. You're an onion. Yes. Unpill. Figure out the layers. And then makes you cry. Damn it makes you cry at the end oh my gosh <laughs> tragedy so, so those of you who want to get to know damon Moore, and also i'll have to maybe include in the show notes for this episode some links to our videos so that you guys can see yeah, his work working with me absolutely so i'll include that in the show notes but some of those the geography to... references you want it when yes, i say it you got the paris the, yeah. all that yes yeah okay. la um, louisiana the la yeah all the we started in chicago Chicago. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to our bonus. We will be back um, next week with another guest. You guys take care. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast and share on social media using hashtag finding your voice after 40. To submit questions, email info at findingyourvoiceafter40.com.